This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Poor Grant Hardy. He's he's scrambling around um, as he produces segments for next week on the show. Poor Grant has to deal with, as Rumya put it, the fifth day, fifth week, <laughs> right? He fifth has to deal with it day. all <laughs> because fifth there's week a day of the month. <laughs> yeah, because there's quite a few holes though that that happen when we when when we're blessed with this fifth week. Not that we're That's complaining right. about it, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's it's always good. We figure it out, or these guys do. So uh, Fedora's off to Grant uh, because he's doing some great work, and uh, we're throwing him things, and he's sorting through. So awesome. As a matter of fact, uh, this next subject uh, Grant's been working on for us, and we have a wonderful guest joining us. Let's talk a little bit about as Giving Tuesday approaches. Canadian inboxes will be filled with by charities that will be uh, really utilizing hard-hitting photos used to shock donators into giving. But Furniture Bank, which takes your unwanted furniture and donates it to a new home, has announced a groundbreaking annual campaign. This rewrites the narrative of charitable campaigns out there. And we're going to be speaking to uh, Dan Kershaw, Executive Director of Furniture Bank, to find out how they're raising funds without exploiting people in need. Dan, welcome to the program. Appreciate you joining us on Kelly & Company. Thank you for having me, Kelly. So, Dan, let's Uh, start... Oh, no, no, no. Go, I, I, that's wonderful, sir. I appreciate you taking some time, especially it's a busy time of the year, but can you tell us a little bit about Furniture Bank uh, so we get an idea what you guys do and how? Yeah, Furniture Bank, we're, we are a charity uh, based in the Toronto area, but we're supporting uh, organizations like ourselves across the country. And there's a, this is an aspect of poverty that nobody really knows about. Uh, most of your listeners don't think they can actually play a role in supporting ending homelessness. And organizations like Furniture Bank are taking unwanted goods, your sofas, your boxes of dishwares, you know, everything that would go into an empty apartment or empty housing unit, and we're matching it to those families that are coming out of some crisis, uh, and they're moving into housing. Now, what we've seen, um, we've all experienced the increasing costs, and we've seen a surge in um, the need of families that are getting into housing and having nothing to sleep on, nothing to sit on. And the problem we have as a charity is most uh, organizations, they would go and take photos of the people that they're supporting and and more and highlight the, the pain or the challenges that they're in. But, you know, as a father... Uh, as a as a person that doesn't want to harm in the work that we do, I couldn't ask a family to please go and have your child lie in their bed of clothes. Uh, please. So we've applied using the, some this new technology that you may hear about AI. Right. We've taken the stories uh, that our our uh, families have shared with us, and let AI do the work for us. Okay. Which. Uh, 25 years, I've only we only have three sets of photos that actually illustrate the type of squalor and pain and suffering that people have when they try and live without furniture. Dan, I understand, uh, so, yeah. too, that, again, through history, 
we've had a lot of the, the you know the old saying a picture speaks the thousand words that we want people to be, you know to understand and to see um i couldn't imagine myself saying to someone look even for the the, the better of of the cause you feel so awkward because you you know you're asking someone who's who's living it every day you know can we show people and and no matter how how nicely it's asked now you know how wonderful the family is and understanding what what the goal end goal is it's a tough thing to get into. We focus so much on just finding people homes and, and securing housing. But um, as you mentioned, most of us may not have an idea of how wide this scale of a problem is, lack of furniture, but mostly how yep. close it is to us too, uh, it, down the street, around the corner, in your building. Yeah. No, it, it, we map you know, where do our, our donors come from. So those who are making sure their furniture gets into the charity to be reprocessed. Uh, we operate in, uh, you know, within a 72-hour cycle. So the donations that we're receiving from the community today are going to be matched in in the homes within 72 hours. We move that quickly. We see 20 families a day, um, so it's logistically very intensive. Um, but part of most people aren't even aware. So uh, you, know, your listeners will say, "What do I do with my dining room table? I don't want. Yeah. What do I do with my bed frame that my kids don't want?" And it's awareness that's the big issue for us. So. You know, once you actually can see the reality um, of um, of the families that are are living this way, now that they can actually see how uh, they can actually make a difference. I think that's such an amazing when you think about the work that you guys have to do just to to deliver to extract that item from someone's home, sort to get it to where it's going to go and into someone else's home. Um, it, you know, th- th- that's a lot, and like you say, intensive. And at this time of the year, everyone steps up their game even more because you don't want to hear of that kind of thing. A family dealing with that o- over Christmas. So, can we get into the latest campaign, the way that you've designed this, and how yeah. you're marketing? Sure. So you know, artificial intelligence, you've heard the buzz phrase. Um, there's been a lot of controversy about it, a lot of it negative in that it's, it's using uh, you know, uh, computerized uh, systems that where you use uh, you know, more or less a written description of the image you want generated by artificial intelligence. Right. Um, and in our case, we've taken the stories that our clients have given us as the input to this um, uh, process, and it will generate lifelike uh, images that are photorealistic, can fool you into thinking this is really a mother and a daughter sitting on the floor or a child sleeping on the floor. Um, we, we tried to create, took the stories and generated 40 different images of the reality that we have behind closed doors across, across Canada, uh, because you can't see behind you know, that apartment, you just assume that they have furniture. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, for charities, you know, nobody likes to fund, you know, nobody likes to give their gifts to pay for, for marketing. So we're really excited that the, you know, for us, the return on investment of using this AI technology to take the stories of the people that we've impacted and to actually show uh, a reality, um, you know, that's the campaign's name, you know, this picture isn't real but the reality is. Yes. So we're very excited in that we can let our own clients describe the reality that they are dealing with if they don't get the support of a furniture bank and we'll be able to provide donors. Uh, you know, what does that look like? Uh, because you know, we all, most of us have been fortunate enough to always have furniture around us, mm-hmm. but we're looking mm-hmm. at millions of people who 
are have just enough money for rent, just enough money for the utilities and food, and they're making do by having to live off floors. Yeah. And Dan, it avoids that awkward conversation of simply like, hey, folks need to know about what's going on. People need to read and see the the images that are out there to really believe, understand, and stop and say, oh my goodness, we all have our own way of that kind of message getting to us. But then comes the other part where you're having to do it on the ground. How do you walk up to a family and judge, are they the kind of family I could ask to take you know, a picture of their inside of their empty home or or whatever to send the message uh, to people. Awkward. Awkward. It's, it can be devastating. You're dealing with people, you know, a mother and child who've just escaped uh, abuse and moving into a new home. Yeah. Uh, you've got newcomers coming in. You've got veterans, people coming out of mental illness. Every social issue we have needs housing, and every single one of those needs a furnished home. It's really important for the listeners that you'll hear the words housing, you'll hear the words home. They are very, very different, and a yep. home only exists when it's furnished. It's so true. And and we're still facing, as you both have been talking about, facing and combating the stigma around talking about that and around, uh, you know, making people understand, even with social assistance, you know, programs, uh, provincial programs that provide you with some kind of support when you're moving you have to do so much convincing people who've gone through it know so much convincing to uh like let the organizations and the government know that hey this is not enough this is not funds for a bed for a couch for chairs for a table for whatever furniture right there's a lot of that happening so what are some other advantages of this kind of campaign, the way that you're running it with Furniture Bank, um, beyond the, you know, removing and uh, the exploitation of it? Yeah, a lot, a lot of the efficacy. Um, most charities, you know, this right now, this coming Tuesday is Giving Tuesday. It's, it's for Canada and I think even the U.S. It is like the very pinnacle of the fundraising season. Um, at the same time, what we're hearing in the news is that even though one-third of Canadians are expected to need, need charities services this holiday season, the, the corollary is true is that the Canadians are saying they're going to donate less. So most of these charities have gone and created very involved, very expensive, very complex resource and money uh, campaigns to try and get the support of their donors. When we look at this approach, it allows us to generate those visuals quickly uh, tomorrow, when you know, if a family shares their personal experience using this AI technology, we can create images that are photorealistic and match the reality that they've shared with us and show to our donors, this family today came in, this family went home with the furnishings they need for a home. Mm-hmm. So in terms of using IT and, you know, in the charitable sector, it's, the, I think, a first of its kind. Um, and if for us, it's going to be quite uh, empowering for us to be able to show to our donors uh, the impact that they have when they donate financially or to make sure their furniture gets to a local furniture bank. And, you know, I hope it's not too bold to say that not only are you showing donors, but you're showing other organizations, initiatives, charities, um, how you can maximize the the money that people are donating to you yeah. because you said it's a tough time for everybody, right? Furniture or otherwise, it's a tough position for a lot of us now um, to say, 
okay, let's put aside some money for charity, mm-hmm. for Giving Tuesday, for yeah. anything. Yeah, we, we we looked at, you know, what would the cost be if we were on the assumption we could find the families to let us in to show mm-hmm. the reality of the squalor that they live in. So let's assume that. But to get 40 uh, families in the photos, we were looking at an expense well in excess of $60,000, not something we would have. We were able to do this campaign for out-of-pocket costs of $900 plus postage, sending postcards to the furniture donors who've already helped us be homing heroes this year. So it gives a lot of latitude, uh, you know, to take limited resources and do so much more with it than we traditionally are relying on. The traditional charity does very elaborate mailers. There's a lot of expense that goes into these things. Uh, and I'm, our hope is, is that other charities can see this isn't a proprietary thing. Anybody can, we can all go out and generate AI art today. Uh, we actually put it on the website how, how we went about doing it. Um, it's not, uh, it's a matter of uh, charities looking at this as a new tool in their uh, toolbox to help reach their own donors for their own particular issues. I have to say, we've talked about AI art on all different levels here on this show, and just uh, technology never ceases to amaze us mm-hmm. because now hearing about it in this angle is still like it feels very new. It feels very like, oh my gosh, are people thinking about this? You know, have we uh, discussed or discovered? Um, that this is a thing, and, and especially when it comes to that bigger picture of marketing, Dan, are, did you find any challenges with utilizing AI art to this extent? Yeah, a, a lot of it is, it's it's like learning any new tool. It's, uh, once, it's like learning a bike. It has its own, um, you're interacting with uh, an artificial intelligence computer with, with words. Uh, once you, uh, you know, learn the syntax, uh, you know, it's kind of like going to Starbucks. First time you order a, a complicated Starbucks coffee, you <laughs> make a mistake. But uh, once you learn the lingo and how to, you know, how to shift um, the features, you can move it very, very quickly into uh, something that is hitting the photorealistic goals that we had. Um, but it also allows us to repeat it. So all, everything that we've learned, we can immediately employ uh, forever on, and all of this artificial intelligence is always improving. Right now, it's static images. I'm sure there's already video out there. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities for charities in this charitable sector to really make use of AI. It's we hoped uh, that a it would resonate with donors, uh, that they would see that uh, this is a good way for charities to operate, but also for the charitable sector to see there's yet another tool uh, for them to take advantage of mm-hmm. to do their good work. I want to ask you before we wrap up, um, where else could this technology go? Like when you're talking about charities being able to utilize this uh, upcoming environmental catastrophes, global conflict, hunger, where else do you see this? Yeah, I, I, we've been looking at it through the lens of, you know, for all of us, we're, we're being bombarded. We're in a TikTok world where everything is has to be fast, has to be visual. Uh, but no charity's got the time and resources to do that level of uh, visuals yeah. uh, with the limited resources they have. So, you know, it allows them to take a visual, a visual goal that they have and quickly 
create something that they can immediately put into use without a lot of cost and a lot of time. So I'm hoping we'll see, you know, it's not intended to uh, fake people. It's definitely, but it's there to highlight. This is a reality that we're addressing as a charity. Literally painting a picture. Yeah, that's that's Literally what it's painting doing. A picture. Yeah. yeah, Dan, thank yeah. you so much for your time. And before we go, where do we go to learn more about Furniture Bank? So the campaign is sitting at uh, www.furniturebank.org/postcard, um, and they can learn about the campaign uh, along with uh, see uh, forty different examples. And if they're really interested in doing it themselves, how we went about doing it. Wow. Fantastic, Dan. Thank you very much for taking time, coming on Kelly and Company, and talking to us about the use of AI in this this application and how we can find out, support, help, and give people their dignity and privacy. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. That was Dan Kershaw, uh, Executive Director of Furniture Bank, telling us about the scale and prevalence of furniture poverty and how Furniture Bank is out there to help. Up next, let's wrap up our show and see what's coming up tomorrow on TV over there at Now with Dave Brown and here, back here on AMI-audio with Kelly and Company. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.